Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Musicals with Cheese. And today on this super special bonus episode, I have a wonderful guest. Please welcome showrunner, actress, public figure, Brittany K. Taylor, who you may have seen on episode two of Disney Plus's Encore. Welcome, Brittany. Hello. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you here. Like, you jumped off the screen in that one episode. (laughs) 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 So, first and foremost, I'm just going to go with the most basic. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your relationship with theater. Yes. So, hello. My name is Brittany Taylor, as previously disguised uh, disguised or previously <laughs> described. Close enough. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, my relationship with theater started in high school. I actually got to do it um, into uh, undergrad. I went to mu- school for musical theater at Abilene Christian University in Abilene, Texas. And then I actually have a master's in playwriting. So I've been a theater kid for a while. Wow, wow. And when you were young, was there like a specific musical that like really like drew you in? Uh, I remember going and seeing a staged performance of Les Mes at the local high school when I think I was in the fifth grade and I was really excited about it because my friend had told me there were hookers in the show and of (laughs) course in the high school version it was not as explicit as I originally anticipated Um, but I do remember seeing that show and just being really really enchanted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now how would you describe yourself, your art, and your artistic goals to those who may not have seen the Disney Plus episode? Right. So I am recently semi-famous from Disney's Encore. Really great (laughs) opportunity. And I'll just explain the premise of the show if you haven't seen it, which if you haven't seen it, you should definitely download Disney Plus and watch it. I think every episode is such a treat. But essentially, the concept of the show is that they take former high school musical theater casts and reunite them years later to do an encore performance of their musical. So I was in the 2007 cast of Beauty and the Beast and had the opportunity to go back and reunite with that cast from like 12 years ago and redo Beauty and the Beast. And so that was very, very, very fun. Um, so yeah, so that uh, that's <laughs> uh, my big, big, you know, um, dive into musical theater exposure. Um, But besides that, I um, started my own company where I dub animation from around the world in English. So I take kids cartoons that are not in English and I find them, rewrite them, cast them, do the vocal direction. And then the next step for me is to sell them. So that's what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Now, have you gotten any bites now that you you hit the fame button with the encore? Yeah, so it's it's really <laughs> the timing has worked out very very well, and this is just, I mean, this is just the wildest wildest thing. Because when I started this company uh, about two years ago, close to two years ago. I never thought that I would be trying to like pitch to Disney ever, you know, like because it's Disney. But now it's not just Disney, it's Disney Plus, like plus is in the title. Uh And so um, I have a show that I worked with Susan Egan, who I met on Encore. Definitely, you know, 
shoot your shot if you get the chance. She said yes, and I I recorded her in one of my projects, and so I'm going to try to pitch it. And, you know, um, who knows if that'll turn into anything, but if Encore has taught me anything, it's that dreams come true. So why not? That's what I'm working on. So if not, you know, if not... Disney, I mean, the market is totally changing and there's a high demand for kids content, especially if you're trying to compete with Disney. So there's a lot of opportunities. I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Now, let's just dive into the Encore thing. I'm very curious as to how the people involved get involved. Do they just get a phone call and it's like, hi, I'm Mr. Disney Plus. Come join us. Yes. <laughs> um, my experience was uh, I was sitting in my living room and I'm just scrolling on Instagram. And of course, I follow Kristen Bell because she is goals in every way. And uh, see on her Instagram post um, an invite to apply to, you know, a show about musicals. And I, I'm not joking. Before I even finished reading the post, I was like, I'm going to be in this show. This is a thing that is going to happen. And I immediately applied. And I mean, I was shaking all over from my head to my feet. I called my mom and I was like, mom, I'm going to be on this show. And I'm just like, I'm playing to the show and it's going to happen and I'm going to be on it. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it doesn't even, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it doesn't even, it is, it is the thing that is going to exist. And I'm not a magical person and I don't have like premonitions all the time, but I just knew that that was going to be a thing that was going to happen. So, and it did, it did. It happened very quickly from that too. So you were the one that put in the application. <laughs> I did. I did. And I was so arrogant. The casting person called me and I go, oh, I've been waiting for your call. Like I knew. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. And and uh, it was really honestly one of the best experiences I've had to date. It was a really, really fun, fun opportunity. That's that's fantastic. How long was the show shot over? I know they they frame it as two weeks, but I'm curious as to whether or not it was that long or maybe even shorter and how much prep time you guys had. Right. We didn't have a lot of prep time and they do a really good job because they really they do a good job of it being a show and a production that they have to put on, but really kind of still preserving the magic of the experience. And so between the time that we you know were casted and chosen and we went to record was very quick and i was like no one talk to each other (laughs) don't talk to me i'll see you when we record because you know i didn't want to ruin anything and really the experience was very was really very authentic um but yeah and it was it was we had we recorded in texas i think for about six six days you know so we had about like the introduction day and then you know we put on the show like five days later so um and then we did uh like you can see at the top of the show me recording one of my animated shows um that was recorded in los angeles and that just worked out that i was already in los angeles you know because that's where the show their offices are based out of in burbank and so i was very fortunate that they were able to include that just by proximity um, but they did do some, you know, backstory shoots about two weeks, I think, before we actually went to put on the show. <laughs> was there any, like, movie magic things where they, like, had you frame things a little differently? Or no, it was all basically just spur of the moment. They do a very, very, very good job of just letting you be you. And a lot of, you know, scripted television has the 
you know, reputation of being somewhat scripted, you know, and they do a good job. Of course, they have to have a beginning, middle and end and they need an arc. And, you know, they're asking certain questions in interviews that are going to help frame a story. But really, it was it was really cool to be a part of the experience. And they really are kind of capturing something that really is authentic, I think. Well, that, that, um, sorry, I just got thrown off track that, for a second. That, um, that, <laughs> did I give you the wrong answer? I'll give you another one. No, 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 that was a wonderful <laughs> answer. I just had something fall in my room. Uh, <laughs> was there that's anything okay. that the was shot? That... We we're talking over each other. So, what? <laughs> no, that's it fine. Um, it happens. It happens when yeah. there's a delay between these things. So when second, one thinks they're hear. done. Yeah, yeah so, so everyone's going to hear the top of the show and be like, you know what? Is she not going to let him talk? This is his darn show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're like, great. Oh, <laughs> uh, go ahead. <laughs> was there anything shot for the show that you were not upset that didn't make it in? You were like, oh, that didn't make it in? How did it not make it in? Oh, there's so much. There's so much because, okay, this, this week of doing Encore was one of the most incredible experiences of my whole life and i feel very fangirl and very silly to say that because i know that you know other people have had different experiences but for me this was everything this was just so important to me and my journey and my artistic process and you know trying to you know uh, you figure out you know my corner of the universe and um yeah so it was a it was a big big week for me that I discovered a lot of things and um you know and it it's 1 hour of television and there's no way that they're going to be able to capture a week's worth of events in 1 hour of television and I think they do an amazing job I think they do an incredible job I think the hero of encore is the editors you know uh they do a very very good job but uh, I think it's interesting to hear people's critiques because the one, one thing that's great about being a part of the show is that everyone is so positive about it. They love it, you know, and there's so much warmth and positivity and joy. And I love reading people's responses. But if there is any critique of the show, it's that it could be longer, which is a great critique. Mm. You know, if it's the, you know, that's the best thing you can say in a negative term is that they wanted more. And, um, yeah, it's a lot didn't make a lot didn't make the show. Of course, I made a whole lot more jokes about being poor that I thought were hilarious. <laughs> like when they were like <laughs> wheeling me away in the stretcher to the ER, I was just like, who's paying for this? Who's paying for this? I thought that was really funny. I thought that was going to make it. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot didn't make it. And that's okay. I think, um, after I watched the actual show, you kind of go through this grieving process of like, okay, the experience you had is a different thing than the actual show. And those two things are separate and they're both really wonderful in and of themselves. Now, is it a little weird to go from like private citizen to now suddenly a bunch of people know your name, like this guy interviewing you in Michigan? <laughs> oh, well, first of all, I fished for this. So let the record show <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that I hunted this out. No, it's funny because I think as of now, I've gotten maybe mm, 500, 600 more followers on social media. It's been a trickle effect, you know, and people have kind of hunted me down and slid into my DMs and stuff. But no, no one's been too creepy or too crazy. It's been a, it's been a 
steady, gradual thing. So uh, mm-hmm. it's not like I've had overnight fame, but it is it is nice. I think the thing that's the most fun thing is that, you know, in my day to day life, I say the weirdest things like womb fruit all the time. And people are just like, <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't know how to respond to this, but when you're on a TV show and there's an editor that like <laughs> quickly moves you from that situation, then suddenly it's really funny. And it's like all of, all of a sudden I'm hilarious for saying these things that people don't know how to respond to in, <laughs> in my everyday life, which is fun. I like that. And now I'm going to talk a little bit about so- something that you expressed in this show that I related to personally very hard, which was not getting the role that you kind of yeah. anticipated because of the stigma that you almost have as a person, where I get a feeling from you and watching you on the show and talking to you now, that you're kind of like a big, funnier personality, so people tend to want to put you in the funnier, more um, comedy actor, character actor roles. And I was the same way. I never got the lead. I was never Seymour. I was always the dentist. <laughs> yeah, the dentist is a great role, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I... Yes, let's talk about that. Let's see, where do I even want to start? It is, you know, I will say no one could have played Belle better than Desiree. And wow, she's such a talent and a Disney princess in so many ways. She is, her voice is incredible. Her voice is, you know, a true gift and she is so, so great. But definitely in high school, oh, definitely in high school, I was like, "Mm -hmm, I'm going to be Belle. Like that is the natural thing. And um, I think in high school too, I, I was more upset. I was just like, like, of course I'm not going to be Belle because like, I'm like funny and stuff. But then like, why didn't you choose a show for me? You know, like, why didn't we get to do like princess in the pea or something, you know? Um, cause I was that, that person more than I wanted to be or, <laughs> uh, but yeah, totally. Cause I just thought I was the gift to theater and it was fun. Here's what's fun about reality TV show is that, they celebrate the things that you would normally keep to yourself, maybe, and you kind of get to, you know, express things and kind of live through feelings authentically. And so it was fun to be kind of a flawed character and just kind of go through the process of that for the show. And so I thought that was kind of delicious and very fun. But yeah, it is interesting. I think, I honestly think that there could be more funny roles for women for sure and I definitely think that you know musical theater is changing but if that's I think a a complaint of a lot of musical theater shows that you know there are ingenue roles but you know uh and like supporting women but there's not a lot of like tons of really strong characters and now we have like Wicked and some of these other roles and the you know the Skylar sisters and you know there's becoming more dynamic roles for women which is very very fun but I think one thing that was fun about the encore experience is that I really did fall in love with Mrs. Potts and I got to bring myself to the character whereas in high school you know I have so much comedic energy and the director would be like, you're not funny. Don't, Mrs. Potts is not funny. Stop trying to be funny. And I was like, I don't know how to be an old lady and not 
and be sincere. I don't know how to do it. That's like, those are, if I'm going to be an old lady, I'm a character and that's funny to me. And I, I don't know how to be a sincere old lady. And I think I felt trapped in that costume and trapped in that role. And it was fun with Encore. They were just like, yeah, you know, like you can twerk. It's fine. Go for it. Like do whatever <laughs> you want. And that was really, really fun. And I think I ended, I ended up identifying with her much more than I thought I would because Mrs. Potts cheers people up. She comes in, she's like, who's hydrated? You know, like, how's it going? You know, let's all, you know, be positive. So it, it ended up working out pretty well. That's fantastic. Well, now I've got to ask a very leading, what the fudge? Uh, it's not me. It's not I, me. I thought it I was. I know. It, it was not you. I don't know nope. where it's coming from. This I love it when I get to cut things right out of this. Like, get it's this out of here. Listen, keep that in there so people know that you have friends and you're popular and that people are trying to get a hold of you. That's what you should do. Listen, hold on, though, because I, I am getting that social anxiety where I am knowing that it, this is a one-sided conversation, and I really want you to tell me about being the dentist. <laughs> oh, no. Um, it was fun. I, I showed up. I sang my one song and I left the stage. It was great. It's a great, it's a fun, creepy part. And then people got to get to hate you later in the show because, you know, you're kind of, you beat up Aubrey. Audrey, well, that was Audrey, my big Audrey. my big issue with it. I didn't want to play a domestic abuser. It. I was in a. I basically went to school in Detroit, so it was a predominantly predominantly African American school, which was mm -hmm. fine. But I never wanted to play the bigot. I don't want to play that role, oh, the one yeah, that hits yeah, the yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be the slave. Of, I don't want to be that <laughs> I guy. I want to be the domestic abuser. Dang it! I, honestly, yeah, I, I like that. me as like background guy before the guy that like beats the his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that was mostly so my big true. issue with that role that is true that is true man can we talk about that for a second though because they just had two productions of little shop on horrors on both coasts and the yes. one at pasadena playhouse did you look into that yeah that's the one with mj rodriguez and yes and whoa yes. oh, i keep saying george salazar and it was it yes. sounds incredible I would kill to get because I saw on um, James Gordon Late Late Show uh, them do Suddenly Seymour and I watched it like mm -hmm. several times and misty eyed. It's so good. But also I would just kill to see MJ Rodriguez sing Somewhere That's Green. I love that song. Mm -hmm. I think it's so great. And she would probably kill it. She probably did. She, I know she killed it and I want to see it. There we go. Mm hmm. So I All have right. to ask a very leading question that kind of ties back into my own show a little bit. So forgive this. So no, what was it. it like to work to work with God Among Men, Adam Walker on <gasps> your songs? <laughs> I, uh, Adam, I love Adam so much. And I had a full crush on him during the show. And um, I did. He knows it. I love Adam so much. <laughs> We texted, please be jealous. That's the point of me saying that. He is lovely. He is so lovely. And he is so funny. And he is a brilliant pianist. Like, he really mm -hmm. is just a fantastic, you know, musical director, but just really, really, really skilled at the piano. And I think he's the best thing to have to encore. I really do. I, I have that, you know, I'm biased. 
because I like him so much and I want him to be in every episode. But I also, at the mm. same time, like how they switch out the professional staff that comes in. I think that's really great to expose, you know, a larger audience to some of the talent that is, you know, Broadway theater. You know, I think that's so good that they kind of mix it up. But at the same time, like his energy is missing when he's not on the show. And I, I think he's a delight Mm-hmm. He's one of the funniest people I've ever talked to. He's been on this show um, about three times now. Oh, has and he? have you ever heard? Yeah, he's wonderful. Like that's I how I first heard about that. the show. Is I because I'm a huge fan of his composition work. He's a fantastic like theater composer. Oh, his I know. musical I Terrytown tried... is incredible. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, keep going. I'm listening and I with it. <laughs> and honestly, just and. If anyone has, like, an hour to kill, like, listen to our Hello, Dolly episode where we just talk about, like, how it's about fisting and, like, about <laughs> his dead classmates. Listen, it's... that you had me sold at Hello. All right. Um, you had me at yes. Hello. That's how that goes. Oh, my goodness. I Because I fully stalked this podcast, by the way, and now mm. I'm, just, oh. I'm just mad that I missed Adam's episodes. Oh, he's so great. He's so great. Mm-hmm. He sent me a little gif of like uh, Hercules kissing Meg one time, and I was like, "Prove it, prove it!" Uh, mm, you know, I love him so much. That's so great. Yeah, he's a he's but, really good at composition. I would love to get him to compose something for me because my ultimate goal ultimate goal here is to write musicals. Like even my little mm-hmm. um, voiceover business is just a means to an end. I would like to be in the position where I'm offering people opportunities and directing people. Like I got to be Susan Egan's boss. Can you believe that? Technically for like five (laughs) seconds, but you know, um, I want to build a network and give people roles instead of being like, you know, please, sir, I want some more and be kind of on that end of things. And then hopefully, you know, I can build this company and then sell it and then go on 42nd street and be like, here's the checkbook produce my musicals like that's the ultimate goal mm-hmm. and so i've already been like adam will you please <laughs> do something with me <laughs> another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, mm-hmm. he's so great. All right, so we're going to go We're gonna go way back in time now. Um, I okay. need to know because there was a video I have watched a thousand times ah! and... And the one time I screamed during this encore episode was discovering you were you were the girl in this video. <laughs> yeah, you know. So what's how about so... you te- d- yeah, describe the video for people that haven't seen it yet, please? Uh, <laughs> All right. So it, it, the it was uh, December sixth, two thousand and eleven. No, two thousand and six. Two thousand six. And uh, it is me and Cinderella being an evil stepsister during the song that plays during the show. I forgot the name suddenly, so I played that off well. And yeah, I basically hike up my skirt and with gusto kind of 
stomp towards my evil stepsister, fellow evil stepsister in the show, and completely just run into her and then kind of throw my body on the ground. It's kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> and I bust my head open. I bust my head open. And if you see the, if you watch the video, I'm bleeding from the head, you know. Um, okay, yeah, how long I, did you play that off after that happened? Like, was that well, just immediate, like, I need a hospital? Right. So, I mean, let's let's just start from the very beginning. How about that? Um, <laughs> this right. was, I get, I'm so excited that I get to tell this whole story, by the way, because, you know, that video went viral and, and it, no one knew it was me except for, like, my immediate friends, right? Um, but I, so... It was a Sunday matinee and I'm sitting in the family room of my house and on the computer and I realize, oh shoot, I am late to the musical. I'm running a little late. And so I had my brother's pickup truck at the time and I hop in it and I live on the other side of town and I'm going down this back country road and I'm, I'm, I'm speeding and it was raining. It had just started raining and my truck hydroplanes into the oncoming lane so i'm 16 years old there's no cars on the other side of the road but of course i panic and i jerk the wheel overcorrect it hit a ditch and the pickup truck i could you not flew over a backyard flew over like two fences of a backyard into an open lot between houses it's a miracle it didn't run into a house it flipped and like rolled four times right and so and it landed upright which is great and my phone which my cell phone which had been lost for like three days like slid from underneath the car which is a miracle right and I remember trying to turn off the truck before because I thought it was going to explode because I'd seen too many action movies. And I was like, if I don't turn off this truck, the car's going to explode. And I was just actually turning up the radio. <laughs> and the song was If You Think Tim McGraw by Taylor Swift. So that's just blaring in this neighborhood that I just crashed into and uh, finally get the car off like and get out of the car and stuff and the car is completely totaled just completely completely totaled wear your seatbelts, kids and um yeah so i in, the first person i called was mr smith our theater director and he you know came out and found me and an ambulance came out and had to check me out and they really wanted to take me in because they were like this is a major this is a major car accident you know you could have internal bleeding you know um, you know, we should take you to the ER. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. And I like start doing jumping jacks and they're like, no, no, like stop, you're, you know, like <laughs> stop. And I was like, I have to go to the show. I have to go to, you know, the do the musical, right? And I remember it was so funny. I remember being like, I was just in a car accident, a big car accident. I could say a cuss word. <laughs> I was like thinking like, what cuss word do I want to say? And I was like, you could say ass. And I was like, no, nah, that's not it. I was like, ah, oh, dang it. I, I'm overthinking this, you know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I went to the show um, and it started on time. And Mr. Smith, our theater director, he vehemently, he denies this entirely, but um, me and my stepsister, we always had a bit where she would push me over the whole show. She was constantly like pushing me down. She was like the aggressive one. And so this is the moment in the show where I kind of like herk up my skirts and I'm like gonna get her back and stuff. And so the director goes, hey, you know that moment when, you know, you get her back? Why don't you get some 
flight and his kind of hits his hand to do that little flight <laughs> moment and so i'm like okay which he he denies it because he's like you were just in a major car accident why would i tell you to get some flight you know like um but in that moment you know i remember being like all right this is my last show i'm gonna get some flight and i was on pure adrenaline you know because i just was in a major car accident you know there was fire in my veins and i just really overcommitted to that so (laughs) when i fell I, I mean, I you can hear my head bashing against the stage, right? And I remember being like, oh, my head just bounced. And I was embarrassed. I was like, oh, man, you know. And so then I just keep going. And then I realize I can see out of the corner of my eye that my my I'm bleeding from the head, you know. <laughs> and that's when I was like, oh, no, right? And so... Um, <laughs> They finished the scene, right? Um, Shelby Henderson, who plays Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast, she was the mom in um, Cinderella. And so she played off. She Mm -hmm. was the one who was kind of the all-star for the rest of the scene because I just walked off stage and she was like, she wrapped it up and, you know, said the lines without me. And they finished the scene. She was kind of a, a star of that. Uh, but I went backstage and I immediately, like, I remember putting, like, getting on my hands and knees and putting my hands on the ground immediately, like, a pool of blood, like, reaching my hands. Like, I just was projectile spewing blood from my head because it's a head injury and it it hit right next to, you know, um, my temple. So, it's, it's, there's a lot of blood, <laughs> a lot of blood stuff going on right there. And uh, long story short, you know, um, the scene that I that happened next was when all the townspeople were trying on their shoes and they just kind of recycled people like kept on trying that shoe for like a long time while I was backstage getting it together and (laughs) projectile spewing blood. And I'm like (laughs) weeping. And Brad Baker, who I used to make out with, is horrified in the corner, just like scared to death. <laughs> and I'm like, have blood all over my face. And they're like, you're not going on. And I'm like, I am going on. I was like, you don't have to give me a sewing machine for Christmas. You just, I, I'm going to, I did too much. I'm screaming. I'm like, I just survived a car accident and I'm going to finish that show. You know, so, <laughs> um, yeah. So I put on some bandages and there were some, uh, um, new feathers to my hairdo to kind of cover up half of my head and I put a half of my costume on backwards to cover up the blood and I went out and I finished the show and so uh, that's the whole story that's the whole story the show must um, go on the show must go on yes and I, I remember man when when that you know when we did our the curtain you know i was just like this is this is tops you know there's gonna be few things that you know are higher than this moment i thought i was gonna be the talk of the town the next day at school no one knew no one no one knew (laughs) so did you upload that video yourself or was it (laughs) i did i uploaded it myself Mm -hmm. yeah and then it's been on some like cable, random cable shows, and it's been on mm-hmm. BuzzFeed, and it's been on some random stuff. And interestingly enough, they were not going to use it for Encore. Like, I feel like that's what the video that helped me stand out when I, I was going to say audition, applied to the show. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but they couldn't do Cinderella because um, it's a Rodgers and Hammerstein show. And so at first they were kind of like, oh, let's do Cinderella. But it was like, mm, we can't get the rights to that. And then they moved it over to Beauty and the Beast. Right. Um, right. And so a lot of when I, you know, went to record Encore, did the show, you know, a lot of the producers working on it hadn't even heard of that video, hadn't even seen it. And I and that was like, I think what really kind of got my foot in the door. And it wasn't until I had the trip to the ER <laughs> um, <laughs> during the show that uh, that they were like, oh, Came yeah, tell us more about yeah tell us more about how you're disaster prone so that worked out (laughs) sorry throughout the story i've been watching the video on repeat like um and i'm just thinking like man if y'all had switched dresses it would have been just perfect you know you wouldn't have even seen the blood stains that's true that's true it was a top and a skirt so the skirt i just put on backwards and yeah there was there was blood everywhere everywhere oh no Um, it's pretty wild it was pretty wild i'm surprised they let me finish i mean i wouldn't let them not let me finish but i'm it was you know it happened do you still look back on that and say yeah it was a good idea that i finished the show oh of course of course yeah that's me 100 percent. that's 100 (laughs) percent. just the most me thing that could possibly happen um and so that's why it was, that was so just funny not a that good day. You get the car accident. You get the face oh, yeah. to the ground. I, like, oh, oh, I no. love it. I love it so much. You have no idea. I'm just like, yep, that is that is my life. You know, major car accident. <laughs> and it worked out for my brother, too, because insurance paid for it. And he had gone off to military school and he couldn't have a car. So then he got all that money. So it worked out for everyone. <laughs> everyone ended up happy. Encore. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. And I have a little baby scar. Just a little baby one. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're going to move on to present day a little bit. I want you to tell me all about the Saturday morning TV um, yes. studio, basically, that you have and everything that you mm-hmm. have planned in the future for it. I'm just, I, I, wa- I am a bird that wants to be fed with all this information. <laughs> Uh, well, first of all, do, have you done any voiceover? Because you should. You have such a great voice. Thank you so much. I would love to, but I haven't done it yet. <laughs> it's it'll happen. It's in your future. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So let's let us see where to begin. So, um, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, really my goal is to write musicals. You know, um, and I've written some plays and they've done well. And I was fortunate enough to be successful enough at playwriting quick enough to realize oh this makes zero money in fact i am losing (laughs) money flying out to see my shows so this is this is not a lucrative business plan here and um decided to uh, move to la to pursue writing and with the ultimate goal of you know getting back into theater and i started working for a company that wanted to um you know, be like YouTube for kids and generate a lot of kids content. So I was hired to be a writer for that startup company. And while I was there, I was kind of like, well, you know, we're trying to generate mass amounts of kids content really quickly. Why don't we just take existing cartoons and just dub it? And then we have, you know, an entire series of shows, which we could do for a minimal expense and generate, you know, the shows. And so they're like, cool, just go figure that out. And I was like, 
okay, you know, and I really fell in love with it, really fell in love with it. And the company was a startup company, it was crazy, and it no longer existed. And um, I was really surprised because I, I figured out pretty quickly, I was like, I, I really, this taps into something for me, I really, really love this. Um, and I was really surprised that when, you know, I had to tell when I was leaving the company, and it was kind of you know, it didn't work at many startups. Uh, many startups happened to fail, right? Um, I was really surprised that all of these companies wanted to continue to work with me. And so, um, ex all except for one. And so, the you know, the show I'm doing with Susan Egan, that's, I found it while I was, while I was there. So, it's kind of been a long time coming. But, um, so, yeah. So, I started my own company. And um, after Encore, I decided to go ahead and move back to Texas so I could focus on that a little bit more full time. I think Encore really helped me be like, okay, you you love this and you should kind of go in a 100%. And so LA is expensive and you, the world is changing and you can, you know, you can, there's always plane tickets that you can purchase. And um, so, yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm working in Texas now. And so essentially... Um, I, you know, I find shows all over the world. I'll go to a market, like one of my shows, um, that you can, um, that's at the top of Encore where I'm saying, let's drink milk every day. That is from a show called Como Pop, which you can watch on YouTube. If you search for Como Kids TV on YouTube, check it out. Um, it, we've started uploading the songs, but, um, the government of Korea actually paid for me to go to Korea and attend this market. They put me up in a like, five-star hotel and stuff was really swank. And, you know, I got to meet with all these companies, which is, it was just like cartoon Mecca because, you know, it's a lot of Asia that's coming over there. And these cartoons are fantastic and stuff. So Como Pop is actually 50 K-pop songs that I rewrote myself. So they send me really very bad lyrics that are you know that are like beautifully blossomed flower you know or just very not <laughs> the way people talk um and yeah and I sat down and it just was like a musical sudoku where I just rewrote the lyrics to fit the animation and fit the you know make it rhyme and everything and so rewrote all the songs you know, casted it. I casted um, Ashley Argoda, who was on True Jackson VP back in the day with Kiki Palmer on Nickelodeon. And she's an incredible vocalist. She's fantastic. And then Tyler Shammy, who has actually written some songs for Disney. Um, he's very talented as well. And they were actually the vocalist on that and got to direct them in that. And so, um, yeah, that's my, that's the first one I did. And um, then I got to, you know, work with Susan Egan, like I mentioned. Um, man, it's so funny because when I met her on Encore, I knew that she voiced Meg in Hercules. And of course, she's just a goddess. Wow, she's so incredible. And um, I asked her every time there was a camera on us. I'm not joking. I think I maybe asked her eight times if she would voice a role for me. And she said yes every time. But I was just like, you know, I'm just going to keep asking while there's cameras here. <laughs> she's like, yes, of course. Oh, no. Yes. But I was just like, just in case, you know, <laughs> um, you know. And so I was like, now I have proof, you know. But yeah, she she was great. She was great. And I flew out to Nashville. That's her hometown now to work with her. And, uh, you know, she did a fantastic job. And so, um, yeah. And then I'm working on another show called The Catsy Show. 
so those are my three main shows and i'm about to work on one more called little saint francis and i'm being commissioned to do that one and it's about uh, the life of uh saint francis of assisi so i'm like man does anyone have any connections to jim gaffigan he's like you know he's like the most famous catholic i know i'd love to get him on this you know <laughs> catholic show but yeah so um those are my first few shows and um, i'm very 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 proud of um how well they turned out there's definitely things where i'm like ooh, ooh that could have been better but uh, you know, I'm still new in the game, and my next step is to find distributors and people to, you know, buy it so I can keep doing it. But I really love it because it's, you know, I get to write and direct and work with amazing talent, and I get to travel, and it's like a little bit of everything I love. I love different cultures, so it's very, very fun. Right now, I'm working with Korea, Brazil, and Germany. So, yep. Fantastic. All right. So we're getting close to like 45 minutes there. Um, I'm going to give you a chance to Ooh, promote everything and anything you yes. want people to follow you on, come find yeah, you so at. So if you want to watch Como Pop, you can go to uh, Como Kids TV on YouTube. Check it out there. You can also just follow me on Instagram because I promote myself. I need to be better at it, but I will do it more now. So, um, yeah, follow me on Instagram, Brittany K. Taylor. That's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-K-A-Y-T-A-Y-L-O-R. And you can find it in the show notes. <laughs> um, can you? Okay, thank you. That's that's good. Exactly. Um, yeah, and on Twitter at Brittany K. Tay. And, yeah, on Facebook at Saturday Morning TV. And um, Instagram, Saturday Morning underscore TV. Would love your support as i am a growing entrepreneur and you know listen if i if this takes off i'll need more voiceover parts and you got a great voice so you know come support so your favorite podcaster can get a role that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying listeners <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me, Brittany. You are a joy to chat with, and you've got so much, so much interesting about your life and everything that you've experienced, both like as an artist and with this Disney Plus event. Like that's fantastic, oh, and you're thank you. a great I know conversationalist. I'm to talk more Just about you. Plug yourself. <laughs> you plug yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they know who I am. These are the. the I know. These people know what I, I do know. already. They hear yeah, enough so of my funny. voice. I'm, like, I'm still talking about me, and I'm like, oh, but that's also kind of the point, you know. <laughs> I will say, I that's will say, I hear. I will admit that I, you know, Encore featured me a lot, and I was a little embarrassed by that. I was a little embarrassed. I was like, oh, but there were also other people there <laughs> but you know i can't complain too much <laughs> no thank you yeah don't complain you're, you're great um but i'm gonna wrap it on up here um thank you guys for listening we'll see you next time on musicals with cheese Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 